Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. And I'm Adrian. And we're back from an unscheduled break. And I missed you guys. You know what? I'll say I missed you guys too because I was in the hospital last week and that was not fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say there was an abscess. I was in the hospital for between Tuesday through Friday and yeah, not fun. But it's doing a lot better now. It so. was cool, though, to see you grow like a third arm. That was kind of cool. I mean, say what you want, but uh, you got to hand it to the nurses that took that chair of that thing. <clears throat> <clears throat> Puns. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm doing a lot better. I'm glad that's why we're doing the podcast. We were going to do it last week without Adrian because he had plans originally. It was just going to be me and Jared. And then, <laughs> joke's on you. Hospital bills. Yay. Yay. Uh, but hey. I'd like to shout out to the nurses. They did a great job. The doctors we did a good job. The nurses were a little bit better because they were there more. So, yay, nurses. Yay. So, preemptively, honorable mention, heroes of the week are the nursing staff and nurses everywhere that take care of all the real work while the doctors just come in every once in a while. That's what I'm going to say. There you go. <laughs> so, with that, we want to talk about injuries because, hey, that's fresh on the mind. <laughs> um, some more gross than others. I'm, again, not going to go into details of mine because... I mean, Adrian, I texted you the details and talked to you about it, told Jared, and it is definitely not a PG discussion that would no. be involved on this. Did not sound comfortable like Yeah, no. Uh, if you want to know more about this, then let me know, and I'll tell you at the store someday, and you'll probably get grossed out. So, yeah. Uh, so, injuries in comic books, though, are not nearly as gross because, hey, they're not real. They're fiction. They're a little bit more oozy, though. They're a bit more bloody and gory, though. Yeah, but with it being fiction, I think it's not like true, like photorealistic injuries. Sure, right. It, That's it what I mean. Look nearly as bad. Right. So, so let's talk about some injuries in the comic books. Who would like to go first? I vote one, two, three. Not it. Yeah, not it. Jerry gets to go first. first. Okay. Um, my first pick was Roy Harper. Uh, he was at Red Arrow in Cry for Justice in the Justice League. Um, this is before. DC rebooted everything a thousand times and was still kind of in the old universe. This was uh, shortly after Final Crisis. Um, the story was uh, Green Arrow and Green Lantern assemble a team of Justice Leaguers to hunt down villains who were part of a secret society. Uh, Prometheus infiltrates the Justice League and he ends up attacking Roy Harper, just beating him really bad and actually ripping his arm clean off. Um, oh, Chris. Yeah, it was pretty gruesome it was very unexpected because it was off the the fight was off screen or off panels and everything it was basically roy harper kind of left the room next thing they know they've got a double page spread of him walking <laughs> back in missing an arm and just beating really bad so, so. did he like use one hand to hold the bow and like the yeah. teeth to like no nope, it was the... just pure shock he just stood there i can't remember what the panel actually said for captioning but ouch yeah it did <laughs> caught me by surprise i was not expecting that but it uh, ends up being a uh, prometheus and uh he has this plan where he's going to destroy a bunch of cities you know typical comic book sure. plot as villains do but uh he starts one of the machines over in star city and roy's daughter leanne is there and she gets crushed by a building and does not make it so he had a very very bad bad day on that oh, day bad day but uh, later, uh, during this is a like Prometheus gets away and everything, and then uh, Blackest Night happens. Mm. Oh yeah, and, okay. Uh, Prometheus is in his, is in his lair, and Green Arrow shows up and shoots him in the head right between the eyes with an arrow and kills him instantly. A little bit of justice so, that way, just or, a little or, bit. Or vengeance. No, I would yeah. say more vengeance than justice. Yeah, but that was a really good series. It. I don't know. Most people that I've talked to. Have, that have read it were like, meh, it was okay, but I liked it. I liked the series, so. Oh, and if anybody's listening and can hear a jingle going on, it's the cat. She was crying. Santa Claus. For, was, she was crying for not being inside the studio, and yeah. I didn't want to let her outside because I was lazy, so. Sure. So, yeah, if you hear that jingle, there's a cat inside, so that's cat life. Uh, so, Roy Harper losing his arm. Yep. That's kind of. It's a rough one. Kind of painful, yeah. Yep, he became Arsenal later on, and. I think he had a mechanical gun Ar arm. Arsenal or arm? So I'm going to edit that one out, too. Um, <laughs> 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 for those of you that don't know, that cough means it's an edit point. Uh, I'll probably leave that one in just, just for the sake of it, because why not? Uh, so with that bad pun, you'd go next, Adrian, then. Uh, 
with DC, uh, I was actually thinking about uh, Deceased. Uh, so spoilers, I guess, maybe if you haven't read it, but, I mean, but really at this point, deceased has been out for two. the core book has been out for two years. No, it's been longer than that, dude. I, I'm never going to get 18 or 17. That was just two years ago. I want to say 2018, which is like <laughs> three years. I don't know. Go ahead. I'll look it up. I'll go. 2020 it. didn't happen. So it's only two years. Anyway, um, when Batman gets the bug, when he, he gets, he comes down with the sickness, and he uh, puts himself in the uh, uh, in the freeze suit to hold off as long as possible, and then Alfred da, 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 saves the day by killing his son. And I was mistaken; it was May through October of twenty nineteen. Yeah, yes, I was two years way ago. Off they, on they've that. just pumped those out like crazy. They were good. They, they're so good. At least I don't know if that was the print publication date because I know originally deceased was online. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. it's hard to tell on that. And they just released the web stuff in print or something the most recent one which was takes place during that first volume yeah, timeline yeah that was all web-based though first yes yeah, yeah sorry yeah. I, was, I was thinking yes. web like spider web like spider i like wait what no 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 uh no uh, just everything deceased has been really good even that little in between like one issue two issue thing uh the good the bad and the dead or something no oh, yeah those were good with um escape guy um from apocalypse mr miracle thank you uh, it was a little weird. I think Constantine was in there too, uh, but it still worked. Like I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all been written by Tom Taylor. Who, if you have read Injustice, you'll know like the first three volumes were fantastic. Then you might notice, hey, this story isn't as good. Well, it's a different creative team. He stopped writing it, mm-hmm. so I'm he actually, writes it. He does really good stuff. I'm actually rereading all the Injustice right now, and uh, I just picked up Year Zero from the store because that, that came just out came out two weeks ago. I think yeah, like yeah. yeah I want to read that one too. I was like mm-hmm. ah, this. It's Tom Taylor again. I need to read this. Well, and the fun thing is, it's like you have this really great story of years one through five or six. Of the divides, the Civil War or whatever between them. Right. And then you go back a year, you do a prequel, and it's like, I don't know. If anything has taught us anything, is prequels is a bad idea, but it's injustice, so I think I'm really excited for it. Well, it's just it's another DC title. I mean, at that point, when it takes place before injustice, you can t- totally treat it as just random dc continuity sure because it's everything's as it was more or less than it is now right so batman getting injured getting injured <laughs> he came down with the sickness and deceased and deceased which i think is funny that they used a pun for the title the dc deceased the so, letters clever yeah for those that don't know it, it's dc east or dc east east so yeah. you read it as deceased, as in you're dead, but de- but you're also yeah. a detective comic eased, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was really cool with his injury. How uh, zombie virus, like you have X amount of time before you right. get infected, take over, and he's like, all right, well, I'll just put myself on ice and slow it down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he does the freeze costume and slows it down, and uh, of course, or I don't want to say of course. But unfortunately, he does not cure, have a cure for it. He does no. not discover mm-hmm. a cure. So he is just slowing it down, trying to buy everybody as much time as he can. Right. And, and then Alfred. Alfred takes care of it. Ta-da! So, yeah, deceased. Good stuff. And that was like, and I would say spoiler, but that was like the first two story issues. Like, it was no, the first fast. issue. That was the first issue. He was gets the first a bit issue? Yeah. in the okay. first issue, or he gets... Yeah, he gets bit by Robin Nightwing. Nightwing, yeah, right. Well, I know it was... Maybe Batgirl, even. I With it being a, I know she's out in the city. Oh yeah, Tim Drake was. How many issues were there? that first volume? It was only like six issues, wasn't it? It was very short, five or six. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, I knew it was fast. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure how fast, but yeah, that's uh, it was a web based series that they pumped out like really fast, and it was for as short as the story is. There's a lot of story involved. Well, yeah. even as basic as the story is, zombies, right? Uh, and we've gotten zombies for for a couple decades now, and it's it's. Kind of just one way to everybody dies. You have to make bad choices for the betterment of everybody that's left. We've seen this before, oh, but yeah. DC really did a good job of getting putting a really good twist on that. And it's not zombies for the sake of zombies. They have a cool explanation of it, or it's a technology based zombie virus that this, it, it spread through screens of TV and phones yeah, and like that. We I thought that was pretty They copied good. what they did with Final Crisis pretty much. This should have been the Final Crisis story. And it was a cool narrative on society now like oh don't be so focused on your screens all the time yeah and everything. like no no 
take a break from that. It has a slight narrative to that. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Ultimately, let's be honest, it's about zombies. Like, all right, what's the best way to spread something around this day and age? Well, technology. That's just yeah. the easiest catch-all. Yep. But if you want to dig a little deeper into it, there's definitely a uh, don't use the screens. I mean, the one of the more recent ones with Jimmy Olsen, he's like, no, he has an old analog camera. Mm-hmm. So you can take pictures, and he's like, no, we may all die or whatever, but at some point, someone will find this. We need to have documentation of what happened. Right. And this is the best way I can document it because I won't get infected or anything with this. So that's a cool analog that they did with that, too. Like, oh, right, well, he's the last analog person in a digital world with that, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, deceased. Uh, first one on my list is Batgirl. Uh, specifically, Batgirl getting shot in the back by the Joker in Batman the Killing Joke. In the belly. Or shot. Well, I mean... It, it went, went through, it went through her and yeah. came out. You but know. he's right. She did get shot in the belly. Yeah. And it just went the other way. Yeah. Two. It went through the, she got shot in the back via the belly. There you go. I'll, I'll go with that one. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Because there, there was more spinal damage than there was belly damage, near as we can tell. Yes. They haven't addressed if, she's, no, it was if it's affected her reproductive organs or not. Not. Uh, they, haven't, they haven't addressed it. I don't think so. Uh, I'm guessing at this point that it didn't because i mean it looked rather high up in the abdomen so it's probably fine as much as getting shot goes but you've seen some of those um what's the show where they mythbusters where you do you you see the 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 gel that they'll shoot something into right right? and it goes you know the concussive force and everything it's your body's not supposed to anytime you get shot it's not gonna be good (laughs) right so anyway Uh, yeah so she got shot by the joker she heard a Knock on her door. She opened it and just like Joker saying, hi, blam, uh, and shot her and paralyzed her. And she became Oracle and then Batgirl again more recently with the help of cybernetics and Oracle again. And they're just talking about bringing her as Batgirl again because why not? And the movie's coming out eventually, so. Right. Uh, but know, Killing Joke is an iconic story that is, again, only like three issues long, too, which is what surprised me. Like, how popular it is, how short of a story it is, too. And it was only... It yeah. wasn't even a uh, by-issue series. It was just released as one volume. Well, I, I want to say, like, it is broken up with oh, it, though. I think they have covers inside. Yeah, different. it was a, an original graphic novel so- style of, yes. like, collected edition. But, comic book-wise, I think it's like three issues it's that about turn yeah. into that, one book. That quantity... I'm trying to think. Uh, my mind's uh, drawing a blank. It was written by Alan Moore, right? I, think so. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it is the, possibly the most defining story of the Joker in the comic books also, where it is him explaining like, hey, to Gordon, and it, it only takes one bad day to turn you into the Joker. Yep. Like, now, your degrees of badness may vary, but he's saying, hey, you can be the best person in the world, but one bad day can screw you up for life. Now, Gordon has since then said, no, you're wrong. You're crazy right. because you're crazy, not because you had a bad day. Right. Like, how you react to your trauma defines you, not necessarily the trauma itself. So, I mean, it's a chicken and the egg. of like, well, was, well that's, were you always crazy? Were you crazy because of an incident? Like, hard to tell on that. Well, that's even kind of what we talked about with, with Widow the other the other week after we watched it. You know, there was that <clears throat> um, motif of, what do you do after tragedy, after trauma hits you? How do you deal with it? Now, in their case, they were forced to deal with it a certain way. But then afterwards, after they've gone through all that, what do you do? What's your choice? What's what motivates you? You know, do you use it to motivate you or do you use it to motivate you? Right. So. So, yeah, I've, I think they've done a lot of good creative storytelling with Barbara since then too, especially yep. as Oracle. Like, oh yeah. Given her as Batgirl is good, but to see, it makes sense for Batman and the Bat family to have a network person that controls, you know, that tells everyone where to go and everything. And for a long time, that's been Alfred. I mean, him doing yeah. his with mostly with Batman focus though. Right. Um, but it is cool to see an independent person that was raised in that world that came up and took over as her own, like director for superheroes and as the Oracle. Well, and even in that, like I'm, I can't go out and fight crime anymore, but I am going to do something. I can still do good. Right. This injury is not going to stop me from doing good in the world. Right. Right. Yeah. That she can hack anything. Well, I mean, she is arguably the smartest one of the bat family. Mm -hmm. She's got a, she's got an eidetic memory in the comics. I don't know if the current iteration does. 
I mean, you could argue Tim Drake is up there too with the intelligence. Yes. He's probably the second most skilled detective on the team behind Batman. Even probably I would put him up there ahead of Dick Grayson in detective skills. Yeah. I mean, it, and that, that's saying something. And that's cool that the Dick whole Grayson's bat, been good. Well, the whole bat family, they have each thing that they are specialized in. Like yeah. they have their own, like, I'm the best at X. Well, I do I can do this other thing that you can do as well, but you're definitely the person like, hey, when the ships are down, I need someone to organize everybody to tell us what to do. That's Barbara's job. Yeah. If I need detective skills, that's Bruce's job. Yep. If I need acrobatic, weird, flippy stuff, all right, Nightwing, come on in. Yep. If you need just the crazy redheaded stepchild, Jason Todd. Well, right. I even like how even with, with Nightwing, he's like almost got like this compassion that counters Bruce a little yeah. bit, you know? Um, he's more like Alfred. Yeah. From that standpoint, where okay. he is yep. like the family, he's the family the member that holds it all together outside of Alfred. Okay. Like he's the one that does foster relationships between everybody else within mm-hmm. the family to try to keep them together as a family. Oh, yeah. DC Comics, he, I think he might be the one character who has not technically died. Dick? Yeah. They've tried to kill him a couple times. They tried to kill him during Infinite Crisis, but I think Jeff John said, no, I'm not writing that. Screw you guys. Yeah, you would know better than I would. To, they tried to kill him off in Forever Evil also, but again, they- He just got the crap just, beat out of him. Yeah. They kind of killed Dick when he got shot in the face and turned into Rick Grayson, because it, pers- it was a death of his oh, personality. Yeah. death of his personality, but the- Right, of a biological, yes. like, truly dead body. Speaking yes. of injuries, I mean, wouldn't that, that constitute would be, as a uh, really yeah. good injury where- Definitely yep. tied in that word. Yeah. That He's was been shot several times. That was like two years ago, I want to say, also. Right around the time so Deceased came out. A little when, bit before COVID. No, it was, it was well before COVID. It was like before COVID when they brought him back. It was like right around the time they brought him back. Was it? Okay. Um, where he got shot by, I forget who was the bounty hunter, was trying to kill him. And they, they made fun of him. Like, oh, you can't even kill him. You just change his personality. KG Beast, I believe. That's right. Yes. Yeah, because... I think he showed up at the bar when he was starting to get his memories back and stuff. And Dick Grayson just beat the crap right. out of him. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely an injury that he survived. That, hey, you can get shot in the head and survive. I mean, that's definitely more rare in the real world. Than... Although the way they brought his memories back was kind of, it was a little iffy the way yeah, I think it was It's written. comic it's like it's just, a magic, let, just let it go. Joker gave him a magic stone and he got his memories back. Is <laughs> the same stone that the... Uh, Spiral Detective Agency removed his memory also of being Dick Grayson oh, Nightwing. Yeah. He was still Dick Grayson, but he wasn't Nightwing anymore. They removed the world's memory of right. that too, I he believe. He was an agent of Spiral, yeah. which again was garbage. That storyline. Sorry, folks. That was not good. Had good spots, but the overall story wasn't not enough, Not good enough to read. Uh, no. Dick Grayson should always be Nightwing. Yeah. and they, they did have a good character. Like I did like the concept originally. I'm like, my mind went to like more of a Mission Impossible or a James Bond style story starring Dick Grayson. But they like, kept it going for too long. Yeah, and it really wasn't that great. It should have been like a 12 issue storyline max. But Agreed. Of, it was like a two year story of him if doing not his more. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't it, remember how getting, long it went on. Him getting shot, definitely an injury that he overcame. And I feel like they can't really bring people back to 100% either from death or from an injury well like nobody can do it like superman was a battery for the eradicator in the 90s well you didn't really die but i couldn't absorb the sun so i had you absorb the sun and then i just sucked the energy out of you i was just taking and then i killed all the bad guys i think a really long right right it's like come on man like do something do kryptonian technology do i mean i mean i was but i mean i think a battery really i think that is just a big flaw in all continuity of like Okay, we can kill someone off in this great, fantastic way. Sure. But ultimately, we need that character to come back to make money. So, how do we do it? Well, how we get him back isn't as important as he got back or well, she got back or yeah. whoever. Like, the process of bringing them back from the dead doesn't matter as much as them actually being back and then doing more stories with them. But it should, I think. Oh, it totally should. It should be that. that... They did it really well in Blackest Night. And they brought everyone back using the white lantern rings and stuff like that. They brought Aquaman back. I liked that one. Okay. Because they already established that the black rings will kill you if you put it on. You know, so. 
I liked it. I thought they did a good job bringing back Spider-Man back when they did the Superior Spider-Man with Doc Ock took over his mind body. Oh yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. there was like a, an ember of his consciousness left in his body that brought they reignited basically to turn him back into Peter Parker consciousness. That was really solid because also that was like only a year of Doc Ock as Superior Spider-Man. They didn't drag. They didn't overstay their welcome. Right. It was cool. We knew it was going to be short term, and it was done enough. Well, if we're like okay. Well, there's a little bit of consciousness left that it grew back, whatever. Okay, fine. Because they had the cool visualization of, like, inside his mind where they did the, okay, Doc Ock is like, no, you need to take over because you would be the only one that will save the people that I love now also. And they, like, he passed the living torch back to Peter of sorts. I remember reading that, um, those two issues when he died and when Doc Ock took over. I'm like, this is the stu- Wait, let me reread that. This, like, I knew I had to say that it was stupid, but I really liked it. You like, wanted to hate it? I, I did. I really did. I'm like, no, no. How are you going to put, like, somebody else's personality in another body? That, no, that's like well, sci-fi, Star Trek-y, you know. That's not comic books. But then I read it again. I'm like, nope, that's okay. I'm so okay with it. <laughs> if you don't know how he died... Uh, basically Doc Ock's body was deteriorating like at a rapid rate because he's been punched so many times because he's a normal person that's been He's destroyed. a normal person with his, arms. His body was just beat up to all... I mean, you've seen in the comics how many fights he's been in. Like, that's not good for a human body. That's cool that they actually address, like, no, he's just a normal right. dude that has, you know, concussion after concussion, broken limbs. Like, it, no, no matter what, it's going to take a toll on a human body. That's what, ultimately what Doc Ock was, just a human body with robotic arms. Mm-hmm. So he was like near comatose, had this like iron lung suit around him with arms and everything. And he knew he's going to die. Like, I want to die within the next 24 hours. My body's failing. So what am I going to do? All right. I'll change my consciousness with someone else that has a young, healthy body. Let them die in my body. I'll die and I'll live in theirs and continue on. Such an evil genius way. Like, that's brilliant. Like, if you have the technology to do that, like, oh, that's the way to cheat death. I'll just switch my bodies with you and you'll die You'll die. I'll live. So I had my solution of me living. Yay. And also the person that knows that I'm switching over. Well, that's a loose string that's getting cut off very quickly because mm-hmm. their body's dying. And like that was wonderfully done. And then the whole redemption arc of Superior Spider-Man of Doc Hawk saying, you know, maybe I can't actually use my like I'm a genius. Maybe I can actually do good in the world and not just be crazy. Right. And they addressed right. that part of his craziness was because of his body, too. His body was beat up so many times, the concussions and everything messed with his brain function. So in a healthy body, he could think more clearly with that and realize the error of his ways of sorts. Which that was a cool thing that they did that too. Yeah. That actually showed growth. Now, once they got rid of Superior Spider-Man, I hated that. And they like reverted to Superior Octopus and they turned it back to normal. That sucked. Uh, I was like, really? You had all this progress and then you're undoing it? Just make him villain just because? But it seems like they're fixing that in Sinister War. I'm hoping, knock on wood, that they're going to fix that. And we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's another injury was Doc Ock. Doc Ock. That was not even on our list. That We just tangented it all the way into there. We uh, The kids are getting old enough to, to watch some of these new, mo- the new superhero movies. And uh, with everything going on right now in the Marvel MCU, I bought Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Spider-Man 1 and 2 were good. 2 is long. One, okay, two I, was long. It was good. So I've it was all, long. Though. I've always liked the first one the best of the original Tobey Maguire series. Yes. I like the first. I know a lot of people say two is better, uh, to each their own. I thought the whole I lost my powers because I'm sad was lame. I didn't like it. Um, but I get the comic book relevance that they had sure. with that. Sure, but to me it wasn't the same. Right. Three. I think we all agree. Three was terrible. I don't even want to watch three with them. I've only watched three one time all the way through, and that was at the midnight release. I've, it's awful. I've never seen it all the way through since I turned it on. Like, nope, I can't. Nope, I can't instantly rage filled. Yep, can't do it. But no, we were talking about Doc Ock, and I always think about J. Jonah Jameson, um, J.K. Simmons. And he just did J. Jonah Jameson just perfect. Like, oh, yeah, that's. And he's like, Dr. Octopus. Doc Ock. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. He, he did it so well that they're bringing him back for. Right. With the current MCU. And right. Everything. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, Jared, <laughs> All right. who's next on your list? Next on my list was Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, during The Walking Dead, uh, Rick and Michonne are captured by the governor. So they're basically put into storage facilities, if I remember right, and kind of locked in separately. And 
he's kind of having a just a horrible conversation with Rick and beating him up a little bit. Puts him on the desk and chops his hand off. Mm-hmm. And for a main character, yeah, like that, like that was like issue twenty eight too. Yeah. That wasn't like deep into it where our heroes battered and beaten and you know something could happen no this was a prime rick grimes and there goes the hand it went how many issues 193 i think okay this was issue 28 yeah not even a quarter of the way through and he made it to like 180 170 rick yeah 192 Uh, he made he died the issue before oh yeah okay right i know he made it really far but spoiler alert Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it is what it is folks yeah He's uh he did end up learning how to shoot his gun with his left hand and everything and I think he had an attachment with a blade on it at one time and just he, he mostly had he mostly had the, like the two the, hook. the two yeah. hooks it was like the two hook thing like, yeah. to, like pinch things is what he had mostly I'm sorry I can only think of that movie where he's a bowler and he's got the two hooks it's a really dumb movie it's oh, like Woody Amish. Harrelson yeah yeah I don't yeah. know what you're talking about uh, Kingpin Kingpin, Kingpin. That's, yep. I, yes. that's all I can think of when I see those. All I could think of at first was Buller was the Big Lebowski. He's like, I know that's oh, not that. Yeah, right. But yeah, Kingpin was that yeah, other Kingpin. one where he lost his hand. Walking Dead had a lot of people that got injured. Uh, I mean, shortly after that, uh, Michonne got her revenge and chopped off Negan's like arm, leg, and governor or governor, sorry, and got payback with him and like yeah, took out his eye, took off his arm, and I would say arm and leg as well. I believe so. Yeah. But I mean, he definitely had it coming to her because he he raped her. So like, yeah. she's like, no, full on, like, no, you're gonna. Yep. And that's that's one big thing is when people would come at the height of Walking Dead. Oh, you know, we watch the show. And the kid wants to read the books. Blah, blah blah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But volume eight, there's a rape scene. Mm-hmm. What? It's not in the show though. Yeah, I know because they didn't put it in the show. But it's the full. I mean, you don't see everything, everything. But it's definitely there's no question of mind that it's what happened. Yeah. Like. Uh, Barbara and Killing Joke, they're still There's hinted. I mean, it's definitely. I think uh, Alan Moore said no, like, she was raped. Yeah, he but, said there was some deleted, like they cut some panels and stuff. That but in the book itself, rape. that was published. There's no, there's no actual, there's no rape. clear showing of that she was raped. But it was like definitely impl- was like implied. Yeah. Versus no, this one Walking Dead, it's you know it happened. Yeah. There's no question. You don't see it, but you know it happened. Yep. And hey, she got her. Payback with the injury on him of losing limbs and stuff. So, yep. But yeah, with Rick losing his hand, though, that was. Yeah, that was a big shock for the main. That's one of the first times I've read a main character get just mutilated mm-hmm. so early in the story. Well, and it's not on the list, but I want to tie it in also with Walking Dead when Carl got shot. He got shot. He lost his eye. I mean, I remember that issue came out, like, it ended with him getting shot. And like it showed his face, like yeah, he's, missing yeah. half of his face. Yeah, he's missing half his face. His whole oh, there's a hole where his eye was. And at, at that point, it's like that issue came out. And there was like a uh, two month hiatus just to like get the trade out and everything. And people were like, what? What is he dead? Like, there's no way he can survive that. Like, he just stayed there, like dad. And like you see it, and like it's horrific. Yeah. Now they were able to save him. Uh, I still call extra shenanigans where. Missing half your face in the apocalypse and, and saying that you survived that. I, I I have some questions on that one. Yeah, yeah. Must have had some good antibiotics there. Uh, yeah, available, huh? yeah. I, I'm definitely going to have some questions on that. Of like, I'm not saying in the real world that's not possible to survive. What I am going to say is in the apocalypse, when there's no real doctors, that's impossible to survive. When they're just wrapping your head in bandages and yeah. hoping for the best. Yeah, right. I, I'm going right. to say that's Because you're going to need heavy antibiotics. You're going to need, I mean. Not only that, but reconstruction, you know, is your skull going to need a bone graft from, you know, your hip bone or something just sure. to be able to cover your, to, what's remaining of your brain? I mean, if right. you think like if it's your arm, you'd, you'd need stitches. That's mm-hmm. your face. And we're just going to wrap it in gauze. Like just, and a hat and his dad's hat. Right. Don't forget the hat. But for like infection and like just infection alone. Did it, even if you survive the wound, sure, fine. Okay. Infection alone. But, but infection yeah. alone on your face that close to your brain that you know would get to your brain very easily. I wonder at what point something like that would hurt. Because I have to wonder: Is your brain smart enough to just say, "No, I'm not feeling that right now. I won't be able to stop that tomorrow." Once the traumas, you I mean, know. I mean, that's what shock is. I mean, he, he went into sure. shock. But yeah. like, I don't know. Just kind of thinking about that. Yep. Which but that I made me that think of Fight a, Club when he shot himself. But I think that was actually a cool scene the next issue because Rick grabs him, takes him into the house, and then there's a zombie horde in front of the house. 
and he stands out there and is fighting the zombies and the other uh, group just basically battles the entire zombie mob and clears them out to, you know, because Rick was standing guard to save his son. He's letting whoever was patching him up while he fought. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a parental instinct. Yeah. I mean, but... Yeah, again, suspension of disbelief, I get that. Sure. But that only goes so far. You're right. Well, I mean, you are dealing in a zombie And you don't know. Right. So, maybe I mean, uh, the way it was written, maybe the artist took a little bit of liberty with it. Could be. You know. I mean, sure. I mean, definitely when you see him later on, he's just missing the eye itself. Like, right. you don't see, like, half his face missing. It was just that one panel. Right, but that panel you saw it. is, yeah, that half of his face was gone. Right. You know. But you got to think about some of these war vets in real life. You know, they come home and they're missing you know, X part of their body. And it's like, you were in a desert, you were on a beach, you were in a jungle, you were in a, you know, in a, yeah. in a tent. And you still survived. And you still survived, you know, yeah. I don't but know. That was with, but that is with sure. like, actual no, I, field I medics that. and everything. I, I, I get that. But still the environment, I would, yeah, I you're know. right. And, I mean, yes, that is definitely plausible. Uh, and I still say the argument is different of, Losing a limb versus part half of your, of your face. face. So right. I think that's, uh, that's just, a slight Not just half there. your face, half of his whole head. Right. And not... You know, I mean, right. it was straight back. Right. And not being able to go to an actual medical facility at all that ha- would have just even basic saline IV just sure. to keep your fluids in, you know, you know, like that. If it's just like, well, because I think they took him to the... If I remember correctly, they took him to like Herschel's farm and he was a, like a veterinarian. If I remember correctly, that's roughly the yeah, t- same Herschel time. was dead. Was he already dead at that point? I don't know. But it was... I don't remember. It was very... He like, may have been still around. Very low level of medical expertise yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. I would still say that's probably not enough. Not but, for that injury, the way it was drawn right. and everything like that. But... For the story-wise, it know, was interesting. Yeah. Who's next on your list, Adrian? Uh, I went with Caleb Doom. Star Wars. I gotta have Star Wars. Uh, this one's more of like a mental uh, issue and kind of like like what we talked about with, with Barb um, and with a lot of these injuries. Not, you know, as we're talking about this, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. And so that somebody had to make a choice to do something or somebody had to, you know, get themselves inspired again to do, you know, Oracle had to choose to be or Barbara needed to uh, choose to become Oracle or, you know, Superman has to decide that. I'm barely alive again, but I'm going to have to risk my life to save the world again, you know, or, um, and same with Caleb doom. He loses his master during order 66, which we get in the last Padawan book, um, which I really thought was a really great story. It was like a two part story, uh, like 10 or 12 issues each. And, uh, but the first arc, the first story deals with what he does, um, to survive. You know, I have to choose to keep going. I have to choose to, take what I've learned and kind of unlearn it because that's not the universe, the galaxy I live in anymore. I want to say the last pattern was only 12 issues. Might be only six. I know it was very short. You mean both books or all to the whole series? I want to say it might have been only 12 issues. It was okay. just two, two volumes or is only six. I know it was very short. Yeah. Yeah. I won't try to pull it up on Google. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's this, you know, he, he didn't, you know, have any physical injuries, but there's a mental, Injury, there's a a losing your world kind of yeah, thing. Like, because it wasn't just his master; he lost the whole Jedi Order. Right, he's being hunted by the Empire now. It was by his friends. Yeah, by his friends. He has no family because yeah, that's the way the Jedi is. They right? would do from your family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, it's uh, so. Yeah, no. When we talk about injuries, I, I think it's it's really critical to talk about um, how it you deal with. The mental part, the emotional part, because, you know, we, we know that if if you give up at a point in your disease, your body's going to agree with you. Yep. Oh, you're giving up? Okay, me too. Well, I mean, mental illness is still illness. Like, you may yep. not necessarily see the injury. But right. Like, it, I mean, it's the reverse placebo, I guess. Like, if you feel the trauma, then you experience, then your body experiences it. Like, mm. how placebo, like, oh, you feel like you're getting treated, so your body gets better. It's the opposite of that. Like, you feel worse, so your body gets worse then because of that. Uh, it's the Padme heartbroken syndrome where... <laughs> I die of sad. Right. I mean, that's bas- but that's basically what that is, though. I mean, it's a mental trauma that sure. manifests physical symptoms. Sure. 
just all the Star Wars memes that are floating in my head. Well, you died of sad. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, near as I can tell, I believe Last Padawan was book one and book two, which is a total of twelve single issues. That okay? Yeah, I know it, it was very short. Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was short and it was good. It was. There was a good break in the middle too. And even if you've never watched Rebels and just like Star Wars in general, it's good because mm-hmm. I read it without having watched Rebels at the time. I was like, oh, it's still Star Wars. Let's try it out. Oh, you don't need to have the show to enjoy it. It's still a really good story. Yep. Yep. But talking about mental illness. Oh, sorry. I'm going to add one. Sentry uh, from uh, the Marvel Universe. Um, he went crazy and Norman used him as the super powered dark avenger you know but he had to figure out how to manipulate sentry because he was going crazy was that the split personality yeah okay manifested it's like the darkness or something yeah i was gonna say he called it the darkness is what i remember there's an actual name of what they gave his like alter ego of evil that i forget what it's called yeah but it was like a it was a darkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it showed up, and it kind of fi- got finalized at the end of Siege, which Siege in of itself wasn't the best, but we had some good action in that. That one was short, too. And then they did another follow-up after that, I believe, where it was him, like, where Tony put his evil darkness in, like, a box that he could turn into Sentry, and it would be, like, in that little AI world, the simulation world, where he can use his powers as the sentry, which would release that same beast, but within that pocket dimension thing, which of course yes. it would turn bad and go into the real world. I forget where it went because right. the story was, I'm very meh on sentry. Yeah, no, I, so, I it's think really hard to, was. it's hard to write a really good story when you're super crazy and you're super powerful. Like, what do you do with that? A crazy Superman. Yeah. I it's mean, yeah. I was thinking of when Emma had gotten a piece of, the darkness stuck in her and she had to stay in her diamond form. Right. Cause otherwise right. it would take over her, it would her take body, over her and she has the whole telepathy and everything. And, she and had, you could yeah. see it. There was like a sliver of black in her right. forehead that you, cause you can see through her as oh. diamond. And when she would turn into diamond and you'd see, I didn't know that's what that was. I've seen that panel. I'm like, what is, you know, yeah. I always like, what is that? But I never really followed up to see what it was. She was trying to help him, uh, because Jean was dead at the time. So then, and professor was, just walking, I think. He was alive, but no powers or something. And He was just out of the picture, I think. I, like, I want to see him just like living his yeah, life. Yeah, he just wasn't normal. Yeah. And uh, she was the most powerful telepath in the world by default, really. And so she tried to help the sentry. <laughs> That's the way it will be known. I'm the most powerful by default. <laughs> the Void. That's the, void. It's the Right. Void. The Void. I forgot. Yeah. AKA Dark Sentry. Dark Sentry. Uh, he was married, though, too. So she had to deal with that whole craziness. I can't think of her name. Well, it's Robert Reynolds is the person that is the sentry yes. that turns yep. into. He's very similar to I want to say Sam, where he has his human form. His his Billy Batson is Robert Reynolds. Oh, then he okay. transforms yes. into the sentry or Shazam. Just for those of you that know the sentry, like don't or know Shazam but don't know sentry. Like sure. me, I know very little. But he has a human form that he transforms into his super self. Right. Right. Mental illness, mental yeah. injuries, uh, very important to pay attention to. Uh, real quick, since we are running, we're close to 40 <laughs> minutes right now. Um, I want to throw out Bucky Barnes back mm. in World War II, where he loses his arm. And I'm going with the comic version, not the movie version, where he just randomly loses it. The comics where he is trying to save the United States from a, I believe it's a U-2, was it a German missile or is it a Japanese? I think it's a German missile. German. German missile. Where his trying to disarm the bomb on the missile and uh, Captain America's there too. Cap falls off. Uh, Bucky, his arm gets stuck in it. It blows up. We think he's dead. Turns out he's not. And neither is Steve. Steve gets frozen in ice, blah, blah, blah. Bucky falls in the water, gets frozen also, but gets captured by the Russians and turns into the Winter Soldier and so forth and so on. Yeah, He has a metal arm now. Best thing that ever happened to Bucky. Got blown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, again, Bucky was a person that did not have super soldier serum. Mm-mm. He was just a dude that was a sidekick to the super soldier of all time, Steve Rogers. And it seems like the Russians gave him a super soldier serum-esque sort of thing, along with brainwashing and metal arm. And it's a mess, folks. Well, that was a recent development. Like, right. he didn't always exist. So that like... was at the end, uh, or right before Civil War. 
the comics. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. like 2005, 2006. So when you go back even further, like in the 90s, he was oh, dead. Yeah, he was, he was dead, dead. He was right. dead. But when you talk about like, oh, Black Widows, well, they gave her the super soldier serum. Wait, what? Oh, well, there's this other superhuman. Oh, they gave him the super soldier serum. Everybody had the super soldier right. serum back in like the or 90s. and a version of it. Yeah. Not necessarily like, the same. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So yeah, that's Bucky losing his arm and then the rest is history. Uh, Jared, what's some quick ones for you? Uh, that's kind of all my list right now. I think we hit most of them. Yeah. Uh, Batman breaking his back. Oh, yeah. We no, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That, I, I knew that was on your list. Yeah, it was. I forgot we hadn't <laughs> talked about that one yet. So, uh, yeah, back in, uh, what was it? 94? Something like that. It was 90 something. Early 90s. During. I was um, like 92 through 94 is Nightfall. Like, could uh, be. Nightfall was, was very long. It was a huge, what, three compendiums, basically? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was very long. Basically, it was Bane uh, tasked all of the normal Gotham villains, the Riddler, Two-Face, Joker, everybody was basically out doing something every night to keep Batman so busy that he drug his body down. He made him, you know, he was sick with the flu and everything like that. And that's when Bane attacked is when he was at his weakest and just beats a crap out of him and breaks his back over his knee. Mm-hmm. Um, he was laid up for a long time. He, Batman, Bruce Wayne tasks uh, kind of a crazy guy, Jean-Paul Azrael. Fally? I yes, think his name John was John Felipe, something like that. John yeah, Philippe Valley. Uh, yeah, it's like three names, but uh, Azrael. Yeah, Azrael. Azrael, and he took over the Batman identity, and you know, he made like an crazy. armored suit. Yeah, yeah, yep. And he beat up Bane in the armored suit and everything. I mean, it looks cool for not being for not being yeah. Batman, but being Batman. Yeah, right. He had the uh, the claws. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he gave him like claw claws, like yeah. Real. So, but yeah. So Bane just like lifted him up, slammed him, broke his back. We saw that in The Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. with Herbert or Peter Peter Bane. Her. Where they show that, like, oh, how do you fix his back? Uh, you pull up your upper torso with ropes and you'll be fine. That's how you fix it. Uh, okay. That, that's that's one way. That's, that, that's medical, I guess. Yeah. It's an inversion. Totally. T- it's like an inversion table. Really? You're, so you're okay with pulling apart a human being to fix his back, but you're not okay with wrapping a boy's face with gauze to make sure his head stays together. To be clear, I'm not okay with either one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was being I facetious say, and sarcastic the second time. I don't think you caught a sarcasm yeah, in th- there. That was being sarcasm. That was definitely like, oh, oh okay, that's that's sure, fine, yeah, oh, mm-hmm. that's you medical. Know, you know what I find interesting because I just was recently rereading through Injustice. We get that scene of Bane breaking Batman's back, only it's with Superman. Yeah. We've gotten that oh, yeah. breaking back kind of thing with Batman. Like that's the only, that's his new kryptonite since the nineties. Oh, you want to beat Batman? Break his back. I mean, it should be super effective. Let's be clear. <laughs> It should be. Uh, you would think Batman's that Batman's a normal guy, right? Again, yes. Of all the people, like he's just a dude that knows. I mean, he knows lots of martial arts. Mm-hmm. He has all these wonderful toys. Where does he get them? I don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, but yeah, he, he's just a dude, and I love it when the comics they show like all right, he takes off his shirt and like there's scars and everything mm-hmm. everywhere. I love it when they do that. Like, no, he's been through many a war. Like, not just battles. No, he's been through lots of wars where. I think it was one of the Black Label books recently where he actually took off a shirt and it showed, like, oh, this scar was from this fight. And, like, each panel, yeah. like, showed, like, whatever, like, oh, here he got stabbed by the Riddler's staff. Here was Pe- uh, Penguin's uh, bird umbrella that shot me. And, like, it was really cool to see, like, oh, that's what this is. That was an early Black Label book. Yeah. It was, like, how each tattoo was, uh, it's like, oh, this is the story. Is that the Three Jokers? I feel like it's older than that, but I don't know. Anyway, no, I think early, like one of the controversial books. Oh, I think. the Batwing. Yeah, the like, Batwing. Uh, we'll just let you guys Google that one. Got that. <laughs> but no. anyway, it's, I can't it's, remember what book that was in. Thank uh, God. But yeah, damned. Possibly. Yeah, Could is that be. what it was called? I think so. Could be. Uh, yeah. But, Moving on. They, yes. Bane broke his back. I uh, got John Paul Valley. John Paul Valley went crazy, so Batman took his mantle back, and that was about it. Uh, last one on my list I want to mention is Daredevil. Well, he got blinded by the ooze, is what I'm calling it. Um, those of you that know or don't know, uh, the, the TMNT, even though it's a Warner Brothers property, is still the same ooze that 
blinded Daredevil that turned the turtles into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Radioactive ooze. Radioactive ooze. There was a truck that was hauling radioactive waste that wrecked or something, splashed in his face, made him blind, and now he's Daredevil. As radioactive waste does. And he became the yellow Daredevil. It was like he was like yellow and black at first. He wasn't always red like he is now. Was yeah. it yellow and black or yellow and red? I, I think it was yellow and red. It was yellow and red. Was it? But it was primarily yellow. Right. Whatever. It was like Iron Man, but inversed. Yeah, yeah. Something so, like yeah. that. Yeah. So. so, yeah, that was the last one on my list was Daredevil getting blinded by it. And, yeah, that's the last one on my list. Any of the last ones on your list? I have two more, but we're going long. Okay. Vic Stone, he becomes cyborg because of an injury. And then Professor X, his sister, takes over his body. And getting paralyzed with his mutant abilities and depending on what retcon that is and whatever, too. So, we'll go with that. Retcon. Yeah. So, with that, we'll move on to books that stood out to us of the last two weeks, maybe three weeks, depending on... Uh, I haven't been in the store, so I had these last two weeks in a row, because that's when Laura picked up. I don't know which was this week, what was last week. I don't know. I was in the hospital. So, we're just going with the last two weeks. Plus, we, weren't, we didn't do a podcast last week, so it works out. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, so Jared, okay. why don't you go first on this one too? So I, uh, we're doing two or three. Um, sure. let's start with just to pick one right now okay. and then go from there. Okay. So I'll go with my actual pick of the week, um, which was from this current week. It was Superman, son of Kal-El. It, uh, this is issue one. It's a really good story. It's, uh, starts out with the birth of Jonathan Kent and he's, it you know skips forward obviously and there's this fire that's raging through the uh california and he saves it and it's actually a person in there and no spoiler since it just came out but uh the u.s military is there because of this guy's has powers and Kalos or john is wondering if he's doing the right thing so he goes and talks to his good friend robin who's damian wayne and they have a good heart to heart about it. It was really well written. Everything about it was really good. The art was good. Um, they've sold me on this. This was really good. I liked it. And is this a miniseries or is it hard to tell? That I have no idea. At least it's issue one for now. Yeah, it's issue one. It doesn't say one of five or whatever. It just says one. Do you happen to have the receipt still? Because it would probably say if it's one of whatever on it. Unless you did an email receipt. I did email. Okay. Not that it really matters. I was just curious. Yeah. I'll look it up real quick. Well, I'll tell you, while you're doing that, I'm going to mention for me, um, I don't know, again, I don't know if they came out this week or last week, but I'm going to do a twofer for honorable mention stuff that I've been really digging the X-Men stuff lately. It's been pretty good. It's been more good than bad. I'll put it that way. Uh, the Hellfire Gala for me was okay. I mean, it was nothing spectacular. It was, it was all right. Um, but I like the stuff before then, like the stuff afterwards. And that with that is Marauders number twenty two, and Sword number seven. Does the receipt say? No, I just googled it. It says it's ongoing, and I realized why it's so good. It's written by our good buddy Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, hey. there you go. I should definitely check that out then. Yeah, you. I think you'd like it. Uh, but yes, back to Marauders. Um, this is the following of, or fallout of the Hellfire Gala, where it is a bit of a flashback story where. Emma Frost is dealing with um, Sebastian... Oh, what's his last name? Is it Stan? Shaw. Shaw, thank you. <laughs> Stan is the actor. That's right. Stan Sebastian the Shaw soldier. from the Hellfire Gala, where they are playing, like, where he wanted to resurrect someone, and you find out, um, well, about that. we There are certain rules in place that we can't do resurrection. Um, namely, if they're still alive, we can't resurrect them. So, surprise, the person that you want to resurrect is already alive. We lied to you the whole time. And they're in... A hidden location um but that it was really good i love to see marauders in general have been really good mm-hmm. um I, I think you've loved that book since day it one came out yeah since issue one i mean partly because it's uh you like you like the the the, the pirate aspect right? right and uh kitty is no longer kitty she's it's kate 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 pride you know she's not Catherine. she's not kitty i'm i'm going with i'm trying to do a new identity here i go and what surprised me this is it's by Jerry Dugan, which normally I don't like his stuff, but like this, his Marauders has been more good than bad. Mm-hmm. There were a couple story arcs. I was like, eh, you're kind of losing me, but I think it was mostly because of setting up the Hellfire Gala and like that. And so I was like, it went a little off. Well, and book. The, a lot of the mutant stuff is really put like, it's meant to be read together. Right. So 
there are going to be those filler issues where it naturally. forces the forces the writer to go to a certain direction so they get to the main event, mm-hmm. which I get, but I'm I can still not like it. Sure, yeah. Um, and but the main book itself has been really good. And then the other one that I really enjoyed was Sword Number Seven. It's the beginning of the Last Annihilation, or it has to do with the Last Annihilation, which apparently is another event that's coming up. I feel uh, like you didn't like the first couple issues of that. Um, I liked the first one, and then a couple ones after that, I was kind of meh on. Okay. Um, but this one is dealing with more of the uh, Kree Skrull alliance with uh, Wiccan and Hulkling, where. Wiccan or Hulking is the new king of the Kree Skrulls because he's a high, he's half Kree half Skrull, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're phasing they're fending off an invasion by the mindless ones, and it's like, you know we called the Shia we call whoever they're all getting attacked it's like, all right let's call Earth let's call the um oh I forget what the space team Alpha Flight we called Alpha Flight they're not responding what's going on Abigail Brand calls back comes in it's like hey I told you at your wedding Alpha Flight is not going to work. We, we, that doesn't work anymore. We're part of sword now and we will actually do right. And we'll take care of you and we'll help out with interstellar combat and stuff. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go with this after this, but Space. at least by itself, I mean, you can definitely read this by itself and not have read anything before this. It's a great jumping on mm-hmm. point too. Adrian, what's that for you? Uh, this week, I really liked amazing fantasy. Uh, it's this number one, number one of five. Uh, I, I got it just because I'm like, okay, it's kind of this one-off tale, and we'll we'll see what it does. I wasn't super intrigued with the opening art, but as I was reading it, I'm like, no, it has to be like this. It's got to go like this. And um, there is a reveal, yeah, um, kind of at the end about where these heroes are because the cover has Cap riding on a lion. I've I know a griffin, maybe because it has wings. Yes, Uh, with a giant axe. So you're like, oh, maybe it's like a barbaric Steve Thor or something, right? And he has a shield, but it has like arrows inside, right? Which is really weird. Like something penetrated the shield. Don't go through this, but But arrows does. Yeah, fine. Okay, but the uh, the cover actually really. I'm like, okay, you got me. I'll, I'll read it. It's a short. It's just a you know, it's a mini. And I really enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting. It was weird. I won't say the reveal because it, it does deal with uh, Widow and it does deal with Parker. And yeah. it's I think it's just those three, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't think there was. A, but the, the meat of the story is following Steve. Like it yes. has miniature stories that follow. Right. And I think we're going to get some really kind of fun thing. But I, yeah, I liked it. I really hope it does really well. Um, it's a five issue mini. It's a five issue mini. It's a um, low investment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it kind of also reminded me of like the X Men Makoko stuff, um, the Legends, the Japanese kind of Legends thing that's going on right now. I uh, what the we've had called. I can't think of it either. Uh, the art really, you know, it got me. You guys know me. I, if it if the art's really cool, I'll give it a shot. And if it's not really cool. Somebody better recommend to say that the story and the art really do work together, so you should read it anyway. But yeah, um, Legends, no. Can't think of it. Well, I think it, for you it stands out. It's a, a good ploy for you because it has like the D&D fantasy to it also. I have like, really been getting into like the fantasy stuff. So it yes. has that sort mm-hmm. of world building around it. Is It's like, oh, I can definitely see an RPG of D&D with these people in it. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean there are elves and orcs and stuff going around, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's definitely a magical world. Yes, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my pick for this week. Demon Days. That's the, thank you. That was it. Thank you. That was the X Men stuff that you liked. Yes. Sorry, sorry, folks, that for that random for that one, but yeah, finally figured it out. X Men Demon Days. So Jared, what is the other thing that stood out for you? Okay, I'm gonna quickly shoot through. Teen Titans Academy number five. Uh, this issue kind of does more of a flashback with the current Bat Pack. If you remember in the last issue, they find out who Red Hood is. Well, it kind of gives you a flashback on who these characters are and why taser should face. we? Yeah, Taser Face. <laughs> why should we? We should care about them. Uh, it was really good starting. You know, a story about who they are, kind of their origin, and now they're at. They find out who Red Hood is in the end. We don't, but they do. And it's like, okay, do we tell? 
Nightwing about this or not? You know, that kind of a style story, but sure. it was really good. I actually like the characters it's now. It's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> so, But it was really good. I was really surprised to see Captain America in that issue. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Bucky showed up in Nightwing. It was all weird. So Nightwing 82 was my actual, like, runner-up to the Superman. Um, this, if you remember at the end of the last issue, uh, N- uh, Nightwing, Dick Grayson, runs into his half-sister, who is also Tony Zuko's daughter. I still don't get the whole thing. In well, when two people messy. like well, each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I get that part, smart a- Alex. Adrian, it's, that was Adrian. That smart time. Adrian, yeah, whatever. I was about to say something. I know, I like to think so. I caught that. (laughs) No, it's really weird because the way they explained it in this story was his dad had an affair with the girl's mom and had the kid, but Tony Zuko is her dad. So, but they don't really say who's, well, they do say who's stepdad, you know, but it was just really weird how they described it because she's like, I'm Tony Zuko's daughter. And then the very next like page, it's like, oh, I'm, you know, your father's daughter so it was really weird at first Hmm. so but they did iron it out uh so yeah it's meeting his half sister and it kind of describes how john uh john grayson dick's father met uh her father her mother and had the relationship so so in short you should read it yeah it was yeah, that was a terrible... I, I, I may need to borrow it from you at some point, because yeah. that's one that I've been reading on the shelf, but I haven't been buying it, because yeah. I have that ability. Uh, and with not being in the orcs this past week, I didn't have a chance to take it home, so I'll need to borrow that at some point, so I stay up yeah, on it, because it's been really it. good. Yeah, this this issue was really good. That Which, was again, terrible I believe it's written by Tom Taylor. of it, but... Is it, is it Taylor or Tinian that's doing that? No, one? this is Taylor, still. Okay, so yeah, Tom Taylor, again, writing great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with my pick of the week slash the final thing or whatever that I want to talk about this week, which is Radiant Black issue number six. Uh, there's a lot that's happening, folks. Each issue, there's a lot going on. This one is an origin story of one of the different color radiants. Um, I'm going to call her Radiant Red or Orange. It's hard to tell. Uh, it's red. Red, red. Red, orange. Red. It's, I'm going to go with Orange. Orange. Yeah. Uh, where she has like family drama i had to go back when i was like wait who is this person oh wait it's an origin for this person who it doesn't, doesn't have family drama it doesn't tra- it doesn't transition well and from the previous issue to this it's just like oh and boom here's this person so i don't know if ne- the next few issues are gonna be the different ones because the previous issue we saw a whole power rangers of <laughs> different radiance and this is what this one's focusing on her and what she's doing and what her story is so i'm excited to see more of it this one was really good it was again self-contained very well done and written by Kyle Higgins, whose friend of the store was on our Facebook Live when the first issue came out. So, yeah. Yay. Uh, Radiant Black, number six. At this point, this is probably, if the trade's not out yet, this is probably the last one before the trade will come out. I don't think it's out yet. So, it'll probably be coming out soon, then, I would guess, after this. Usually after the five or six issues, this is issue six, so this is probably the last one before the trade comes out. Adrian, last one for you. Uh, really, just more of honorable mentions. You know, I've really been getting into, like, you mentioned the the fantasy stuff so i've been reading uh magic the gathering you don't have to be playing the game to enjoy this book it's a great fantasy book that you don't have to know anything about uh just pick it up at issue one i think we're at five now so it's uh, a it'll be traded i'm sure soon um die i I think i did talk about that a couple weeks ago but still a great book i think we're gonna see an end of the book here soon uh from what i can tell I don't know where you could, like, going back and reading the other stuff, oh, you are going to leave this open for, I don't know that they're going to leave it open for, I think this might be, this might be it. Uh, Basilisk, uh, been really liking that. Uh, and anything that deals with the mutants. Uh, the Marvel mutants have just been awesome. The X-Men stuff has been really solid. Yeah. Now, I wanna, I'm going to throw the caveat of, it's been really awesome if you care about who's on the teams. Because there are certain books that, for me, yes. like, I don't necessarily care about the roster for Excalibur. Sure. So I'm not reading it. Well, but, and that's a very magic-y thing. Right. Right. Well, and that's a very, depending on, I mean, it doesn't take place necessarily in, like, the New York area mm-hmm. or whatever. It's very on its own. Sure. And that's that's a good thing with X-Men right now is if you have a, any mutant that you like, that you, you can find the book that you want with them. Yeah. Because they are in it. Right. 
Right. For the most part. I mean, there are the C-list, whatever, that may not necessarily be on a team book, but for the most part, if you know the name, chances are there's a book for you that have them in it. Right. And they've had a couple of, like, okay little short stories. I think think we're done with the cable book, right? That's not... Possibly. I I fell behind on that one. I I just can't get behind Kid Cable. I just... I don't know. Uh, But the Psylocke book was good uh, right after House and Powers of X. uh, That went for, like, four or five issues, but... I, 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 there's nothing out there. Well, okay, no, I'm not reading any of the New Mutant stuff. I just that's not a team I really care about. So. And, and that's okay. You, you don't have to like everything. Right. I mean, I don't, I've not been reading New Mutants. I haven't been reading Excalibur. Right. It's just it's not for me. I'm not going to discredit it. I'm just saying. And right it's now, not what I like. You're not missing anything. The, that's why I do like. You can read these things, and there might be a mention of something that's going on in the other book, but it gets kind of resolved when it gets mentioned. Right. You know. Um. Yeah, and I've uh, I'm actually did I tell you the other day about the or no this week about the masterpiece covers? All these Marvel books are going to have like classic variant covers, and I'm like, oh, I need to I need to get those. I need to get into the store and order those. Do you know if they're going to be Alex Ross again or no? No, no, or no. What, I don't what, know. <laughs> what is, what is the connecting theme for them? It's like, like the classic masterpiece art for characters. So like the first one that I saw was classic purple fuchsia magneto evil magneto and he's like throwing screws at the cover so you like know? the 60 style costumes or sure the vintage costume yeah. styles mm-hmm. okay yeah it, they look really awesome i'm hoping i can get all of those ordered i mean if they're in previews now then you should be able to yeah so well those do look pretty cool yeah okay so yeah okay yeah it's almost alex rossian but not yeah like Wait, he would take that from an old image and then change it to like the mm-hmm. old art style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be twenty of them. There were, yeah, there were least, a lot of them. At least for now. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm browsing through them. Those are really good. And most, some of those books I'm not even reading. I just want the cover, <laughs> which is okay. That happens as long as they're actually orderable. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I want to mention too that I have not read yet, but it just came out. That is Once in Future Volume Three just came out. Dude. So I I am behind. I need to read it, but uh, I know Adrian loves the series, mm-hmm. and this is Volume Three that's out. So definitely pick up Volumes One, Two, and Three now available. So with that, let's go with our heroes of the week stuff that Jared does actually have remembered because we he was talking beforehand. I was like, hey, you should write that down. And it's like, oh, good idea. So Jared. Who is your hero of the week, comic book-wise or otherwise? Mine was actually Joey Votto from the Cincinnati Reds. He's uh, doing really well right now. He hit five home run. Well, technically more than that, but uh, he's hit a home run in five consecutive games or six at this point. I don't remember. But uh, the Cubs, they uh, posted on their Twitter feed, uh, you know, raise your hand if you've ever been violated by Joey Votto personally or something like that. Cracked me up. So I went with Joey Votto. Yay, sports. Yay, sports. Sports ball. Uh, I'll go next, because I don't know if Adrian actually has one figured out yet or not. I, I still don't have one. So I'll go next with saying, uh, I know I mentioned at the top of the podcast, but I'll mention again, honorable mention of all the nursing staff that took care of me while I was in the hospital. Uh, but I want to say, the one, if I narrow it down to one person, I'm going to go with my surgeon, Dr. Wisser, that took care of my abscess, that uh, was able to gut me, cut me open like a fish and drain out the bad stuff and patch me back together. Yeah. Uh, one, because he did a good job. I'm still alive, so good job. Uh, and two, because when I went to the hospital, uh, urology or the surgeon that was there was like, no, this is you know, like, well, you know, worst comes worst, we can take care of it, but this looks like a urology problem. Okay, fine, sure. Let we'll the experts do the experts. Urology came in, mm, no, we think this is a side effect of your hernia surgery. We're going to pass it back to surgery. It went back and forth. And at a certain point, the surgeon, Dr. Riss, was like, you know what? No, fine. We'll. we'll this needs to be done now. We'll quit kicking it back and forth. We'll, we'll take care of it. We'll schedule the appointment and the surgery and everything. I didn't know there were union it. hospitals. Uh, well, both were saying, well, no, we think this is your fault. So we're going to take care of it. Like, no, this is clearly yours. Then funny enough, after the surgery, he was like, yeah, this is totally a urology thing. <clears throat> Should have taken care of this, but whatever. So it was like, yeah, I don't care as long as it's taken care of. Fix me. Yeah. I mean, so he did a good job. He did, apparently he did a good job with the hernia surgery because that wasn't the problem. So, and he took care of this. Uh, he's a very funny person too. Like, 
Uh, when you think of surgeons, typically they're pretty like stern, straight face, like not much personality. When he came in before the surgery, talked to me and my mom, once uh, he left, she was like, man, he's actually funny. Like <laughs> I was not expecting that from a surgeon. Like they're usually pretty straight laced, like boring. Like he, you can definitely like joke around with that dude. I was like, yeah, I like that guy. He's nice. So yeah, my hero of the week is. It's a doc- good thing he wasn't doing like magic tricks, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> well, uh, if you want a magic trick involving with the surgery, uh, I'll talk about it in in person out of the podcast because it is <laughs> definitely grotesque. I'll put it that way. And yeah, it's not something that most people want to hear. So if you want to hear about a magic trick that happened with my surgery, I'll tell you about it in person. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are all these coming from? Yeah. Oh, that's new. I've never seen that before. So Adrian, I bought you most, as much time as I could. I don't know. So let's go. Who is your hero? Comic book or otherwise? go you know uh it's just people who have ideas um we we wouldn't get through you wouldn't have had these surgeries done if somebody somewhere hadn't had an idea um good bad or indifferent um people who are willing to think and people that are willing to try new things um for the sake of others so from here to eternity and back again. And one thing I want to throw out too is, hey, if you ever go to the hospital and they say there's a student, is it okay if the student watches and whatever? Say yes. Yeah, right. Like yeah, they learn. Because the one thing you don't want is an inexperienced person doing medicine on you. So if someone's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm here as a student, is it okay if that that person's there watching? Just say yes. Like let them learn because the more they know, the better they can do in their career. That may end up helping you in the future or someone else. The more they know. So with the creative ideas, I want to tag mm-hmm. on that. Of yeah. like Just students in general, like help the students learn. If there's an opportunity for them to learn, don't say no because you're a curmudgeon or whatever. Like let them learn. So yeah. With that, we will say, barring any other medical emergencies. <laughs> See you next week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I think everything's good on everyone's schedule here. I think. I'm not sure until... Until whatever complications come up. Hopefully not nearly as bad as last week. So, yeah. We'll see you all next week. And have a good time. I just want to end it with never-ending scarf trick.